0: Good morning. Oh, I have to adjust myself. Okay, I want to be sure the Buddha's in the picture. Maybe the little squirrel muck, but not today. Okay. (laughs) I'm Wimala, and today is July the 22nd, a very bright, sunny Friday for us here. if you if you wanted to watch live yesterday and saw my sign about my plumbing um, incident so i had to cancel um, things are much better my plumbing issue was the the uh, tube from the toilet tank to the wall and the water just broke sometime early early morning very early morning yesterday and when i woke up I suddenly realized the bathroom was flooded, and then as I began to grab towels and try to take care of uh, turning the water off, which was almost impossible to do, I discovered that the rest of my apartment had into my living room, my kitchen, into my bedroom. I I was walking in water, uh, about half an inch at least, or an inch in some places. so. Uh, no one, no one in the maintenance group was here until I was rescued by Harold, who happened to notice water seeping out into the hallway. Um, and by then, I had almost mopped up with towels of a lot of the standing water. But he came in and was able to turn. Uh, I had already turned the water off. But he came in and fixed it and was so efficient and so uh, calming. So it it turned into a good experience with the people involved. And then I got lots of help. So now my apartment is full of these big fans trying to dry things up. So I might be more used to that noise in the background because I slept with the fans on so if you notice if you notice a lot of noise in the background that's what it is so um, I wanted to share with you something uh, from Tara Brock's book Trusting in the Gold Trusting the Gold which I'm doing with another book group a local book group here and I present a meditation and then the other facilitator will do another meditation we, we kind of switch from the beginning of the group to the end and in we have sandwiched in between those two shorter meditations a beautiful book group and we're reading it we have uh, just a four-week book group and this book is great for that because there are three sections in it and the first, the first meeting, we were kind of talking over all about the book and how we wanted to do it, and so that's been lovely. But it was one of my rescuers yesterday because Tara, in the very first section, talks about when we have difficult experiences arriving or painful things arising, if we can just say to ourselves, and she has a story that uh, supports this. This belongs, this too belongs. So whatever's going on, if we just accept it, not as a problem, although that's another one of her, uh, something else she talks about, is uh, not, not thinking of issues as problems. But this belongs was exactly the mode I was able to go into, so um, this water spraying all over the bathroom because this little rubber tube that broke is just, you know, it's just like a whirly gig kind of thing. And uh, I'm soaking wet and I'm realizing how much flooding has happened. And I could remember, this too belongs. So every, and my, my whole attitude shifted instead of feeling, oh, why does this happen to me? Or why is this happening to me? Uh, are just being uh, I can't reach you know just a pity party I just was able to look what's the next thing to do okay get more towels soak up the water you know get every and it just became okay this is just this belongs this is this is part of life why not me so uh, if you're from the South you know that if there's, uh, we have hurricanes. I know in Houston, there are lots of hurricanes. So, you know, this this is not an unlikely situation to have happen maybe several times in the life of uh, even a home. So, and then sometimes there'd be snakes and all kinds of creepy things in that water. So, this belongs was so helpful to me. It just let me do the next right thing and just, Stay calm and uh, do what I could before before things were able to get repaired, and then uh, you know everything worked out okay. I ended up having to uh, cancel all my other uh, classes that I had on Zoom because the, there was so much noise with the fans once they got going. Uh, but I was able to go to the book group and. The day ended feeling like things were under control and, yeah, it was, so it was a beautiful help. This too belongs. We don't need to shut anything out or try to reject anything that comes our way. So today, now, that was from Tara Brock's book, I just wanted to share that with you, but uh, we're still reading hearts, just uh, snippets really from Sylvia Borsting's book, Pay Attention for Goodness' Sake. And this is talking about those ten special qualities that in Buddhism we think of the ten, we call them sometimes the ten perfections or those ten, um, ten qualities that, of the Buddha that that. that led to his enlightenment and uh, she's writing about it because we often can use these ten qualities as are things to focus on things to focus our practice on and to always come back to to see how we're doing you know how these how it's, how it's going with us in our own personal practice, our lives, our daily lives and how we've been able to incorporate these things into our lives. So this is number four, which is wisdom. And Sylvia has a re- really good chapters on each one of the qualities. And I'm just going to read a little bit from the first of the chapter and then the end of the chapter. So let me make sure I have the end. But before we do that, before I start reading that, why don't we sit have a short sit, and then I can read. But we'll we'll probably sit for just about six or seven minutes. So, if you're not, a, if you don't meditate regularly, I know um, we a lot of us who are saying how we admire Tara Brach, you know, she her practice, she talks about different times in her life when her practice has had to be much Uh, less than it is now when she was raising her son and different times of her life when she'd been sick or very busy. But she has a routine practice and then goes on retreat when she can. So even a routine practice of five minutes a day is going to be helpful. And uh, it's very good if you can just take time during the day to maybe stop even for a minute just to become aware again of your breathing. Because a lot of times if we're really stressed or we're really caught up in the day, we, we may discover we're breathing way up in our chest, upper chest, and not really uh, benefiting, other than just keeping us alive, not really benefiting from getting that breath really into our bodies and taking, taking the time to breathe correctly pretty basic. So don't don't worry or feel that you're not doing the right thing if you don't have time to sit for thirty or forty minutes, maybe twice a day. So that can be so intimidating to hear because a lot of times the day can go by and five minutes would be just a joy to feel like you could carve that out of your day. So just do what you can, but you'll notice the benefits right away, even if it's just stopping for that one minute to catch up with yourself. And, and when you're breathing, you're really tuning inward when you do that one-minute meditation. You stop and you breathe and you just go inward. How are you doing? What's going on with you? And can you, can you allow a little, let go of a little of the pressure of your day? So let's take our short time, just be comfortable but let your spine feel lifted up and then when you sit you will feel more comfortable. We're not used to sitting up straight because we're mostly used to like being at a computer or uh, walking around, you can walk and meditate too of course, or be on your back, but If your back is straight, then you can kind of let yourself relax around that that spine. The spine will support you, and even the muscles around the spine can relax. And if you can, close your eyes, or if you leave them open, just try not to be uh, letting your eyes jump around all over the place. And especially if you had just kind of rushed a little bit previously to this, if you can just take a few deep breaths in and out. It really helps you bring everything together into the present moment. just be aware of the body breathing let the body pick its own let it breathe on its own let it pick its own rhythm and if you are lifting your spine up you'll just notice automatically the breathing will get will become deeper as we've opened our lungs up If you roll your shoulders back, that'll that'll be even more pronounced. Your natural breath begins to be deeper. So just begin by breathing and staying on the breath. Pick a spot either the nose around the nostrils or maybe your belly where you can feel the breath going in and then as we exhale we feel it again Be aware of the inhale and the exhale. All you need to do is observe the breath and if you become distracted, you'll know that you've lost your count of the breath or you've lost, you don't know if you last counted the in breath or the out breath. It's so easy to do, but then just start again with a fresh in breath. See if you can keep your focus there. Let everything go. Let everything belong. Thoughts will arise but you can just be aware of thoughts you can just label them thoughts but don't start feeding them with your attention just let them come and then let them go because they won't stay around if you don't jump into them and get caught up in them it's like I'm calling pay- uh, feeding them with your attention. They can come, they may stay for a while, but then they'll get bored if you're not getting caught up in them and they'll go away. And you can keep coming back for a peaceful breath. So let's end the meditation with our, the ending means every time. May everything I do and say and think today be done not only for my own benefit, but the benefit for all other beings throughout the universe, humans and non-humans, Those near to me and the ones far away. So let yourself become a refuge for yourself and for others. Thank you. So let's read a little bit. So this is from this is chapter four. Each each uh, each one of the paramitas has its own chapter. Wisdom, and here's a quote from the Buddha's teachings. There are, O oh monks, these four splendors. What four? The splendor of the moon, the splendor of the sun, the splendor of fire, and the splendor of wisdom. Of these four splendors, this is the best, the splendor of wisdom. These are, there are amongst these four radiances, these four lights, these four lusters, these four sources of illumination. Of these four sources of illumination, this is the best, illumination by wisdom. Turn the page. So she begins each chapter with she has this little chart. You might you can't read it, I know, but you can see the little chart. She has these all charted and she reads the way she would read her chart. If I pay attention, I see that all my experiences. Pleasant, unpleasant, even neutral. Or possibilities for grieving or resenting, discounting or worrying or doubting. Possibilities for creating suffering. And I also see in those same experiences, the possibility of maintaining a peaceful, contented mind. If I cultivate positive mind habits, and that's right effort, wise effort, steady attention, which is wise concentration, and balanced, clear awareness, which is wise mindfulness. I trust that a growing ability to discern the possibilities for such suffering and happiness as they arise in each moment of my life will keep me clear-minded and cause me to act with more wisdom so here's wisdom meditation and we'll read this and then skip to the end of the chapter so here's a here's a meditation we can do uh, another another day it's a little bit longer when i teach about wisdom the ability to know deeply the truth of how things are i often hear decades old echoes of my psychologist friends Newly enthusiastic about the vocabulary of Gestalt psychology, they would ask, How are you? And when I replied, I'm fine, they would follow up with, How are you really? At the time, I thought they were being confrontational, maybe even impolite, and I'd feel annoyed. Now I understand that question as an invitation to look deeply under the surface of what is most apparent and I teach a variation of it, what's happening, really, as a meditation instruction for the development of wisdom. The Buddhist sermon, The Foundations of Mindfulness, promises that paying attention in four specific ways to physical sensations, <clears throat> beginning with a breath, <clears throat> to the affective tone of each moment of experience, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral, to the presence or absence of any specific state of mind, mind with or without anger, mind with or without calm, mind with or without any particular quality, and to what is true, deeply true about all experience, guarantees liberating wisdom. Those are the four foundations of mindfulness she just described. The discovery that everything is always changing, that everything has multiple causes, most of them beyond our control, and that struggling to have things a certain way or to keep things a certain way is both futile and painful. That is the key the Buddha taught to developing the mind habit of non-contentious gentle, wise response. Here's how to do it. You can do this meditation with your eyes open while reading these instructions, but please read slowly so you can feel what's happening as you go along. Maybe you'd like to just close your eyes while I read this. You're likely to be either sitting or lying down, so notice how it feels to be sitting or lying down and notice whether right now that feeling is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Feel yourself breathing. Think the words that describe what's happening. Breath is coming in, breath is going out. This is a long breath, this is a short breath. This experience of breathing is pleasant. This experience of breathing is neutral or even this experience of breathing is unpleasant. By thinking these words as if you were talking to yourself, you amplify your capacity for discernment, the hallmark of wisdom. So try it. Close your eyes now for a few minutes so you can feel your body and your breath and practice telling yourself what's happening. Whenever you feel ready, you'll open your eyes and can continue. As you read on, stay aware of your body and your breath. Think the words that describe the contents of your mind. Mind with lots of thoughts in it. Mind filled with energy. Mind empty of energy or sleepy. Mind filled with contentment. Mind filled with restlessness mind filled with delight, mind filled with irritability, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. To develop wisdom, it doesn't matter what mind state is present, it only matters that you know what is present. Now that you've practiced telling yourself what's happening, spend some time telling yourself what's true about everything that's happening. And here's the hint, it's all changing. A breath came in, now a breath is going out. My body was comfortable when I started this meditation. Now I want to stretch and move. Pleasant has become unpleasant. I doubted I could meditate, that was unpleasant. Now I think I can, this is pleasant. Or, everything changes. The next to last sentence that the Buddha is reported to have spoken, as he was dying, before his final sentence of encouragement to his community was, Transient are all conditioned things. It means that everything that begins, ends. Something else happens. This something else is dependent on what's happened before, but new knowing that everything is always changing, supports the heart in times of difficulty, reminds it to celebrate every moment of joy, and keeps the mind awake, paying attention. And then she advises, if you're reading the book, try to meditate a bit longer now with eyes open or closed. And this is if you're continuing, ask yourself, what's happening, really? so you can be doing that the entire time what's happening what's really happening because you feel things arising or you feel feel things changing constantly so that's a beautiful way to start a chapter on wisdom we're talking about the wisdom that comes from within not how many courses you've taken or books you've read now let's see we have two minutes left So I think we'll read this last, like a, there's a a story that's really nice, but it's kind of long, and so I will not read that, but I'll read. This is the very last, like a page and a half. They love it when I am a Buddha, everyday wisdom practice. I often teach day-long classes in retreat form. I begin the day by setting an intention for our work together. We acknowledge each other as a practice community. We often recite the precepts, and we agree to keep retreat silence, taking part in group discussions and asking questions, but not visiting. At midday, since people bring lunch with them and eat alone, keeping the silence outdoors if the weather is good. I like to say here is a brief instruction, not exactly the formal instruction for mindful eating, but appropriate for the work we are doing today. Eat your lunch like a Buddha. Then if you can, take a walk. Walk like a Buddha. Come back when you hear the bell, and we'll practice together for the afternoon. Everyone seems to understand that instruction. No one has yet asked What do you mean? How should I do that? How can I do that? I'm not a Buddha. I think the question gets in under the radar of the rational mind and speaks to the part of us that knows. I don't think it would work for me to say, eat wisely or walk like a sage. All of us would feel self-conscious. So here's the everyday practice. Do your day, whatever you're doing, like a Buddha. The people you meet will probably appreciate you. You'll feel good, and you don't need to tell anyone what you're doing. 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, when Buddhism was not widely known in the United States, students at mindfulness retreats often said, my family is uneasy about what I'm doing here. They worry when they think I am a Buddhist, but they love it when I am a Buddha. There's another, uh, it's the very beginning of Tara's book, and it's just my favorite, I think it's the whole book, of the, the, uh, trusting the gold, where she says, uh, she, she says that this is what she honors so much in her life all the time, and it's like a mantra. May I trust my own goodness. May I see the goodness in others. May I trust my own goodness. May I see the goodness in others. And I think reading that last uh, little snippet from Sylvia, that's what she's talking about, too. That's developing wisdom, isn't it? I see the goodness in myself. I trust the goodness in myself. And I... where did I put it? may i trust my own goodness may i see the goodness in others that's developing wisdom so have a wonderful day and uh, i will be here (laughs) if the creek don't rise now i understand that expression i heard that so much growing up it's so southern if the creek don't rise I had, my creek rose yesterday, so oh now I understand that perfectly. Uh, I'll be with you on Sunday. So have a great day.